I'm going to throw this out there. I hope it's a softball and you hit it out of the park for me, but I think I've done a better job. Oh, yeah. And I don't way. think I do that anymore. Like, I... I... Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And we want to say thank you for joining us again this week. And this week, we are going to be talking about our words and how our words matter. Now, not like Valerie and I words, but like in general, (laughs) how everybody's words, how they matter and and the impact that they have on our marriages, the impact they have in our relationships, uh, with our kids, with coworkers, everywhere. We are really, we're the most influential voice in our spouse's life. And so it can be good to think about the ways that we are influencing and if that is in the direction that we want to be steering right. uh, the people that we are talking with. And sometimes we say things without thinking. I know I can say things without thinking. <laughs> yep, guilty. <laughs> yeah, especially as an external processor. And sometimes it's even without realizing the impact that those words have and that we are making our spouse feel bad about themselves. And so that's what we we want to talk about a little bit and process that here today. Now, before we kind of jump into the topic of our words matter, we once again, not not only entered a construction season, we like finished it. Well, not a season, a project. It was a very short season. Okay. <laughs> like it was, it was really, we updated our bathroom. We did. We, there was, it's been on my mind for a while because there was a spot where one of our kids, when they were younger, okay. took one of those suction cup hooks that, you know, you, you stick in, in the bathtub and suction to the wall. Well, they thought, well, what would happen if I put that on drywall? Yeah. And so they did. And then when they took the suction cup down, it took some paint with it. And, and so... Oh, it took more than just paint. There was some drywall. Yeah, so that had been mudded, but it had never been painted. No. And there was another time when a towel rod holder thing got got pulled out of the wall and so again that had been mudded but not painted yeah. and so actually that one wasn't even mudded there was just holes oh there were screw holes they were just holes in our it wall it sounds worse than it was but there was <laughs> things that needed to be done and we hadn't done anything to our bathroom in like what 10 or 12 years it oh, needed to be updated yeah. and so finally we were like we have a long weekend we are gonna do this we are gonna paint and That's refresh right. and do some repairs because it was one of those rooms that every time we went in it was like oh it's just staring at you and it's like this really needs some attention this really needs some repair and i would say this time it was probably one a quick more very productive like we were able to communicate really well make decisions really well we updated things and have new things in there which at other times we've tripped up over how to navigate even colors and color schemes and it went really well. It did. But we went from every time you went into the bathroom, it was like, oh, this stuff, it really needs some help. Mm. To now I go in and I'm like, wow, this is so great. I love it in here. It looks fresh and beautiful. And yeah. the issues have been taken mm. care yeah. of. Well, our friends were over there the other day and they're like, whoa, it's so bright in here. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know what? It just made me think sometimes that's how it is with our relationships. Mm. There's some repairs that are needed. There's some stuff that, you know, just isn't working. And we need we need to deal with that. And yeah. just the feeling of, yeah, it, it's hard. It was a few days of really hard work and being diligent and intentional. Right. But going down to one bathroom, five people. Yeah, yeah p- painful <laughs> for a couple days, right. you know, a lot of patience for sure. 
But then in the end, it, it became a room that's like, wow, I love this. Mm. And so I know for ourselves, when we've gone through stuff where we've, it's like, okay, our relationship needs some repair and some work and some mm-hmm. attention, it's hard to do it and it takes work. But in the end, it's like, wow, I love this. It feels good. I like it. This is what I want in our mm. relationship. And and it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know. Our bathroom, it just kind of made me think about that and just how good it can be when we yeah. take that time and invest right. in our relationships and mm-hmm. our bathrooms. That's right. That's right. Now I'll understand if I, you know, walk by and you're just reading a book. Uh, <laughs> in the pull bathroom? The, pull the chair in there, reading a book because it's all fresh and updated. I and know. It looks a, good. <laughs> a place to hang out. Just kidding. You probably won't do that. No, maybe in the bathtub, but not just pulling a yeah for sure so today uh, we want to talk about our words we want to talk about how words matter because we make a choice really to either enable our spouse to feel loved and respected or the words we choose can them feel disrespected or devalued or even unheard like our words carry some weight to them. Proverbs 12, 18 says this. It says that there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And so it's just so interesting like to really process the power of our words, the power of our yeah. tongues. Even that, we're either like thrusting a sword, like even just mentally visualize our words. Yeah. Yeah, Like (laughs) thrusting a sword into somebody or towards somebody or bringing healing. That's the power of our words. We we want to be the one that it says the, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Hmm. We want to be that one who's wise and our words bring healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I find it so interesting and I'll I'll say this for my own self here, but I can find myself at times like speaking gentler to coworkers or to uh, other people that are in my life. And then when it comes to family, I can find myself not, and I'm not proud to say this, but not as careful or cautious with my words Mm -hmm. or my tone. And this is something I've worked on in my own life. And one of those ways was to identify that my words matter uh, in all circumstances and and to do that. But I often, it is interesting how we can at times treat uh, these other people very different than the way we're treating our spouse. And, And that's not right. No, it's not. And usually it's because we're the most comfortable with our spouse. And so we let our guard down and and we're not trying as hard, which doesn't make it right. But typically Mm. that can be what happens or we just take them for granted. Mm -hmm. But but to realize no matter the, the reason, we are the most influential voice in our spouse's lives Mm. and in our children's lives. Also, you know, that can extend into friends and stuff, but not as significantly. It's definitely most true when we're talking about our spouses and our kids. And so it's important to think about the why, right? Why are we saying what we're saying? And you know what? Also, why is our spouse saying the things that they're Mm. saying, right? Sometimes, especially if we're looking at the negative side, it might have to do with perfectionism, right? They might see things in us and want to, you know, improve or fix us or the opposite that we're doing that to them. And so at the base of it the goal is to be helpful but in reality it's it it has the opposite effect it's just tearing them down it's not building them up right 
And so there's actually some research that's been done and they looked at our words and kind of the the positive to negative ratio. And we Mm -hmm. might've mentioned this before on the podcast, but it's worth saying again, (laughs) but they found that in studying couples, the couples who you know, make it in marriage. They have a five to one positive to negative word ratio. Mm -hmm. So five positives to one negative. Mm -hmm. Those are the couples who make it. Mm -hmm. The couples who don't make it, who who end up getting divorced, they have a one to one. So every one negative to one positive. Mm -hmm. Or even just couples, you mentioned divorce, there's couples that are really struggling. Yeah. It's a one to one ratio of the positive to negatives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But... The couples that are flourishing, they have a 20 to 1. So 20 positive to 1 negative. And so I think this just shows that we all need affirmation, right? And that that doesn't mean that we're an insecure person. It means that we thrive when we're validated, when we're affirmed. When the good things are being pointed out and praised, then we naturally focus on those things and we do those things more, yeah. which and is really a, a, a good cycle to get into. <laughs> right. And because here's the thing, it, it feels good to have people share the positive things with us like, like that. And, and, and again, as you just shared, it's not that we're insecure and, and like, oh, I need this. What the research is showing is couples that really flourish, this is part of their language. This is part of their DNA, part of their culture that they have with inside the relationship is that they are focused on using more positive words than negative words within the relationship. Yeah. And again, if we look at the book of Proverbs, in Proverbs 16.24, it says, pleasant words are as a honeycomb sweet to the soul and health to the bones Mm. that positive building up is a really good thing Mm -hmm. now again we got to look at the other side and that doesn't mean we don't say the things that need to be said right if there is some negative things some bad unhealthy toxic things going on that doesn't mean we sweep it under the rug and we don't say anything Mm -hmm. we just do it in a way that's healthy and productive Mm -hmm. Uh, but also keeping in mind the fact that we need to be intentional about building up our our spouse Mm -hmm. and the other relationships in our lives Mm -hmm. so you just kind of briefly touched on it there that we still if our spouse is using words that are tearing us down that we do need to address it let's unpack that a little bit here together kind of like what can we do if our spouse is using hurtful words using words to tear us down rather than build us up or maybe they're even using words that make us feel bad about ourselves what would we say to listeners out there where that's their current that they're swimming in right now or that's the yeah that's the reality mm-hmm. uh, of their relationship what would what are some things we could say there I think the first thing that comes to mind is uh, if, if that's your situation is to reflect back what we're perceiving from our interactions mm. right and because sometimes it, it's it's completely innocent they don't realize the way they're articulating things. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe they are intentionally being negative and critical. But either way, if we can reflect back what we are perceiving from the interaction, the, this gives them a chance to clarify what it is they're actually meaning, what mm-hmm. it is they're actually trying to say. 
And then whatever their answer is, whether it's intentional or unintentional, we can then share how it affected us, Mm -hmm. that it really hurt us. We have to tell them that because if we're not honest, they're not going to necessarily know. And so we, we can say something like, you know what, hey, I need to tell you that what you said was really hurtful, right? And then offer them some feedback, maybe mm-hmm. some suggestions about how they could have said it in a way that was more helpful, mm-hmm. that wasn't hurtful. Right. And and explain what was the hurt, right? Like yeah. what was going on there. This reminds me uh, of our own journey of, I mean, I grew up in the sporting world and in that world, it was, it was, I learned how to take jabs at people and I'm quick with my words. And Obviously, I thought that is related into marriage and you would appreciate... <laughs> That's that a love language? <laughs> yeah, that you would appreciate that type of uh, jabbing and jibbing and, and kind of going back and forth. And at times you do it when it's yeah, done in a tasteful... playful banter. Playful banter. That's right. Uh, but I would, early on in our marriage, I really tipped that scale to the hurtful banter. Yeah. But I'm thinking I was funny... But I was actually being funny at your expense, which isn't funny at all, actually, right? And then there's hurt. And until you actually came and said, like, that hurts me when you do that, I recognize where that was and the truth of that and then stop doing it. But without you bringing that up and saying, that really hurts me when you do this, that makes me feel this way, or that pushes me away because of your joking, because I don't find that funny. It's at my expense. You know, that was that constructive feedback because you were actually invited me into your insights and what, how it was making you feel. Yeah. And, and to be honest, that was hard. It took courage and it took vulnerability because it's easy to put up a wall and, you know, the whole um, sticks and stones uh, can, what's the saying? I can't remember the rhyme, but kids say it all the time. But, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never right, hurt me. Right, right. I think yeah. that's it, but it's so not true. No, course, words hurt so much. Words hurt and it can leave lasting hurt. Right. And so we do need to, to draw on some courage and right. the, the willingness to put ourselves out there and yeah. be vulnerable and say, that really hurts. Right. And then from that interaction, we were able to understand that, you know, I wasn't doing it on purpose. Like I, I was not trying to hurt you. Yeah. Um, and, and this is this this is how this ongoing conversation would look like, right? Because we need to, in that conversation, find out like, are you doing this on purpose? Like, is this really what you're after? Or is it just one of those unintended consequences. Yeah, people that, don't always understand that's the, right. the impact that their words are having. Yeah, and then we're able to do a little mini course correct of saying, you know, in this example, Sheldon, please stop making fun of me in front of people yeah. because it doesn't... And, and here's and the not thing. just in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> that's All fair. the time. That's true. That's true. But here's the other thing with that too. I was able to share like, oh, no, no, no. Like, that's not my intent. My intent isn't to hurt you. Yeah. I was, I thought that was fun and and playful, yeah. but wow, I can see how it's not fun and playful. So we were both able to share our sides of things yeah. coming around that table and, and, but understanding that the words matter. Yeah. But without the honesty, we wouldn't have been able to solve that and mm-hmm. deal with it. And you wouldn't have known how your words were impacting me. Right. And, and Because I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know how they were impacting you so uh, hurtful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So wh- why do you think that people do this? I'll kind of we'll keep unpacking the making fun of you in public. I was doing it because I thought it was funny. I was doing it because I thought it was like drawing us closer in a weird way, drawing us closer <laughs> together and some confusion there. <laughs> that's right. And building uh building friendship with other people because that's how I've built friendship with other men in my life and things like that and and other people in the sporting world and not realizing that it was there. So that would be one of the reasons why why I did this. And this is where discerning really what is at the heart of our spouse or what's at the heart of the person that we are engaging this conversation with or bringing up saying when you say those things that really hurts me. Discerning where they're coming from is really a very helpful thing because there's also the other side of our people or the people that we're talking with, are they a critical perfectionist and they just don't even realize what's happening, but they're just, they're so focused on perfectionism that then they don't realize what their words are actually doing, or they think they're offering a suggestion when really you weren't even looking for a suggestion. Right, right. And kind so of then the chronic advice giver, the chronic advice giver. And then that really then starts to push people away. And so there may be other underlying things that are happening. Now, those those two, the chronic advice giver, the perfectionism, that's different than our previous example that I was just sharing about us yeah. giving the jokes. But that might be something else about why people do this is just they're just that perfectionist. Right. And it's, it's the unintended consequence. They're trying to be helpful, but not realizing how damaging their, their quote unquote help yeah, is. That's right. Right. And so that, that's the unintended, uh, but then there, there can also be the intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are intentionally trying to manipulate mm-hmm. or deliberately trying to damage our, our self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Or they're hurting and so they want someone else to be hurting. Yeah. Right? The whole misery loves company type of thinking. And so I'm hurt. And so everyone around me is going to hurt. Yeah. And so if that's the case, if we've done some discerning, we've done some asking questions and trying to figure out the why... If it's that intentional kind of thing, we really do need to address that head on. Um, we've said this before on the podcast, but but we we need to take a stand against mistreatment mm-hmm. to to not enable sin. Right? Mm-hmm. Love does the hard thing and stands up for what's right That's and right. good and true. Yep. And so that that might mean that we have to set some healthy boundaries and and tell our spouse that their words are demeaning and that we're not willing to put up with that kind of cruelty right we've heard now we can also say that though in loving respectful way and yes right for sure but 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 to be firm in in that that no this has to stop right we can't continue on like this it's Mm -hmm. not healthy it's enabling sin but there's a saying that we've heard that that goes like we we train people how to treat us Mm -hmm. or or what gets tolerated yeah. continues to get repeated. Right. And so... What that, are we willing to tolerate? Yeah, that right. idea of critically thinking, what am I contributing because I'm not willing to, to say something, to stand up, to, to, to fight for what's good and right and true right. and honoring to God? I'm training other people how it's acceptable to treat me. And so to really critically think through some of that, because sometimes we think we're just being nice, right? And and that's not the case. We're actually 
contributing to the problem by not having the courage or the strength or the tools or even the safety to address those issues Mm -hmm. and so um the other side of that coin because i love i love looking at both sides of the coin (laughs) you do you do but i love that about you because then we can have such thorough conversations of looking at all the sides. Well, I guess there's two sides to a coin, but you know what? Let's do a box analogy. We're looking at all the sides of the box. Okay. (laughs) But the other side is sometimes there isn't that ill intent. We're just overly sensitive, right? Mm. Maybe there's a wound or there's some, some past history or we're just having a rough day. And so the other side of that is sometimes we're overly sensitive Mm -hmm. and the littlest thing can set us off or we allow the littlest thing that wasn't intended to be hurtful to deeply wound us and Mm. we almost take on this victim mentality every time an issue is brought up and so that's kind of the other Mm -hmm. side of the coin of the other ditch maybe Mm -hmm. that's a better way to think about it is is the other ditch and that's like where's the narrow road in the middle of, of critically thinking through the interactions and the why and the intent and how we can go about dealing with it. And here's the other with all that is whether our, our spouses or, or our spouse or the people we're talking with, whether their motives are intentional or unintentional. Yeah, whether good or bad. There's still damage potentially being done in what's happening. And yeah. so we're saying address it. And if it is on the extreme side, we strongly encourage seeking professional help, getting a third voice, getting a third party involved to help navigate how to set healthy boundaries, how how, how to even navigate a conversation to bring it up. Because until we learned healthy conversation patterns, it was it was difficult mm-hmm. uh, as you said you had to build up the courage but that's really hard to do when you have a spouse that isn't willing also to hear it yeah and, and years of ingrained pattern that's right and that in my life too of like well that was so years of ingrained pattern of, of joking and and making jabs and, and seeing that as playful and yeah. now having a relationship where someone is saying like, no, 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 that's actually not playful. And so, okay, can we also have the grace and the mercy as I work on those things, continue to find that narrow road, but continue to bring it up when, when, when I did stumble and when I did fall in that. Now I, I think I'm going to throw this out there. I hope it's a softball and you hit it out of the park for me, but I think I've done a better job and I don't think I do that anymore. Like I've, I've, I don't think no. I make fun of you in public in a way that's hurtful. No, no. Yes. I, yes, definitely. <laughs> that is gone and a thing of the past, which has such uh, improved our relationship. Right. Because then we can have playful banter because there isn't all these festering wounds of right. hurtful things. Right. And then it frees you up to be able to be lighthearted right. and to joke and tease in a kind and playful way yeah. because it's not like the littlest thing is pouring salt in a wound. That's right. And that started, and we've said this before, with an honest conversation. Yes. Right? Like so yeah. much and of humility. Me- and true, right? yes. Humility to say like, oh, wow, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Yeah. And courage to bring yeah. it forward. So again, but yeah. The All honest, these things. <laughs> the <honest laughs> All conversation. the ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> honest conversation so how how can we change so we've just talked and and it has changed and like you just said we can now be playful and be able to have that fun banter how can others get to that place if if they're like well that's that is what i want 
how do we get there? What are what are some things that help us do that? Yeah, I think the first thing is to pray. If we're, if we're a Christ follower, if we know uh, the Lord as our personal Lord and Savior, to ask God to search our hearts, to also search our spouses, to search both of us and be working in us and revealing what's going on. What is at the root of this? Why are we doing it? And, and to bring those things to our minds so that we can deal with it and that our hearts can be changed, not just our behavior. Because if it's just a behavioral change, it's going to creep back in or it's going to manifest in another way. Mm -hmm. But we need the Lord to change our hearts and give us the heart to, not just just the the how to. And so I think that would be a really great first step. We can also start uh, modeling it, yeah. uh, putting it into practice ourselves of using more positive words, uh, looking to affirm our spouse or affirm our kids or the people that we're talking with, uh, rather than dealing with things in a negative way. And so we can become a student of our spouse. Yeah. Like what are the words that really matter to them? What are the words that build them up? Uh, be watching for the good things. Like I often, like every day we have opportunities to bless our spouse. Every Every day we we have an opportunity to do something for our spouse, to do something for our kids, for people that have children out there, uh, to do something for our coworkers, or even just to see something that they've done. Yeah. And then actually speak it. Yeah. Like to say thank you or to be like, hey, I noticed you did this. Like, thanks for doing that. Or really great job. Or I really appreciate. Yeah. Or, and, hey, you look really good today. Yeah. <laughs> well, to your spouse. That yes. would be, yeah, probably not. I'm not going to be saying that to my coworkers. I would hope not. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you're my coworker, so I guess I could say it to you. But you're, yeah. I, I get what you're saying for, for sure. But I think uh, becoming a student and then noticing and saying it out loud. Yeah. And, and if that's not our, our practice. Practice. We've said this before too. It's like a muscle. The yeah. more we exercise it, the easier and better it's going to get. Mm-hmm. It just takes some some intentional working out For in sure. that area. Yeah. And maybe we're in a season where it seems like nothing good is happening, or it would actually be really hard to find one thing to praise or one thing to see. You know what? Can we can we rewind the tape a little bit and go back to the early years of yeah. dating, the early years of marriage where there there had to have been something good within there. Yep, the things that, we loved about them. The things we loved about them uh and and start sharing those things because we may not be able to see things because it might be buried under stress. It might be buried under other wounds that are being kind of just carried and, and that are part of, unfortunately, the relationship. And so can we go back to the beginning mm-hmm. uh, and, and start having those conversations and start seeing what, what drew, drew us to our spouse and, and start affirming those things again, writing a love letter, taking that time of writing a letter of what you did appreciate. And then maybe the conversation is like, how do we get back to there? How do we get back to appreciating those things? Going back to our, our bathroom example, like, when we first moved into our home, the bathroom was fresh and it was, well, actually we updated it when we first moved yeah. in, but then it was fresh when we updated it. This is the second time we've done a little bit of a rental to it. And so, but over the years, it got worn. Over the years, it looked used. Over the years, it it had the the tale of there's been a family living in here. Yeah, it had some marks from, had some, marks. from some injuries. <laughs> and had some injuries, right? 
But then we took the intentional time to address those injuries, to address the marks, and to make things beautiful again. And maybe that's where we need to go to is, is we know what it did look like. Maybe we just need to address some of those things so we can get it back there looking bright and beautiful uh, like it was before. Yeah. Here's another thing also to, to just kind of keep in mind if, again, it's it's another one of the, the angles to look <laughs> at the situation if if there is some, some hurt or some chronic negativity or a chronic tearing down in mm. our relationship. It could be that our spouse is, you know, trying to quote unquote fix us because they have a legitimate complaint, Mm. right? We might be doing something that's really hurtful and we're totally unaware of it, or maybe we are aware of Mm. it, but we're hurting too. And so we're choosing to continue on in that. And so it might be that something needs to change and it might be that they're bringing it up in a really unhealthy way or we're bringing it up in a really unhealthy way. Maybe we're being passive aggressive. Maybe we're being really unclear and we're hurting. And so we use other things that kind of like that, that anger or, or other ways that we're lashing out because we don't want to do the vulnerable thing of, of saying this is hurting or this needs to change. And so we also need to be open to the fact that there might be a legitimate complaint mm-hmm. and we need to deal with that. We need to humble ourselves and and to work on that and, and respectfully and lovingly and clearly mm-hmm. bringing up the complaints and dealing with legitimate issues in our relationships. Mm-hmm. And so... There could be that side of it as well, that that there's legitimate stuff that we got to take care of. Right. So that's another angle <laughs> that's right to yeah look at. well and again there's a verse in proverbs proverbs is like really wise it here. is it, it is it, one of the wisdom books <laughs> that's true i guess that's why 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 it's called one of the wisdom books but proverbs 27 6 it says faithful are the wounds of a of a friend profuse are the kisses of an enemy so again that that's saying that like a friend, if they bring up something that's a blind spot, hmm. th- that that's a faithful wound. Though it might hurt, it might sting, hmm. it's actually going to help refine us. It's going to make us stronger and healthier and more productive. But, you know, an enemy, they're just going to give you kiss after kiss after kiss of saying, oh, you're so wonderful. You're so amazing. There's nothing you need mm-hmm. to change, which of course that's not true. We all have stuff that we need to work on. Right. And so though it can hurt, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Mm-hmm. And so to keep that in mind as well. Uh, yeah. So those are a few thoughts that we had on the topic of the fact that our words matter. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What about you as our listener? How does this topic resonate with you? How have words, both positive and negative, impacted your life? We just want to say again, thank you so much for giving us your time. Thanks for listening. And we will talk with you next week. Bye. Bye.